my boyfriend's actually working in Tucson grounding planes currently. He's down there prepping planes to be able to like sit in the desert <laughs> for months. So all of my classes moved to online instruction for the rest of the semester, which at first I was like, excuse me, what? Because I take things like racquetball and voice for the actor and intimacy direction. One of my friends was wondering aloud the other day if we were all going to be slightly agoraphobic after this. I said, well, either that's going to happen or we're never going to want to stay home again. Hi, this is You and Me and Everyone We Know, an audio diary made by everyday people living through the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Brent Love, and whether you're listening to this right now or you're a guest on the podcast, you are part of a community. You are not alone. Thank you for taking time to listen, time to connect, and time to remember that we're all in this together. In this episode, we're talking to Macy, Katie, and Kedron. Macy is a college student in Minnesota, Katie is a runner and writer in Boston, and Kedron is a reader and a crafter in Minneapolis. In the first part of this episode, we're talking to Macy. Right away, you should know Macy is my littlest sister. We're 12 years apart, and today is her birthday. Happy birthday to you, you wonderful soul. I love you. I'd like to ask anyone listening to find her on Instagram at M-A-C-E-Y underscore L-O-U-D underscore H-I-N-E-S and wish her a happy birthday. Even if you're listening many days out from the date this podcast was released, it'll mean so much. Thank you. Now, I actually talked to Macy on March 20th. Both of us moved to Minnesota from Texas. Macy moved up to study theater at the U, and she is among the college seniors finishing out their last semester during the pandemic. She's a proud pet mama, and you'll hear the jingling of her cat's collar sometimes in the background. When we recorded this conversation, Macy was already on leave from the restaurant where she's a supervisor. Minneapolis didn't have shelter-in-place orders at the time, but us Minnesotans were watching the news as cities closed down on the coast. Macy and I didn't know that the last time we saw each other was the last time we'd be hanging out together. And in the past month, even though it's just an eight-minute drive to her apartment, we've only seen each other once, and that was from eight feet away. Hello. Hello. Hello, my sweet sister. Hi. My littlest, tiny little sister. <laughs> That's not so, quite so tiny anymore. Oh, in my heart, you were always so little. Just holding you in my <laughs> arms. <laughs> Forever a wee babe. <laughs> Forever a wee babe. Um, <laughs> I miss you. I miss you too. You're right around the corner. I know, but like so far away. So far away and uh, and and supposed to maintain a distance. Right. And it's so weird to like not know when the next time I'm coming over to your house is. Yeah, that's really, really weird. Um, I feel like there's always some predetermined date that we've decided on. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, we're, we're, we just always like hang out at a moment's notice or whatever. Um, and it is crazy to me that we shouldn't hang out. And, I, you know, you um, and Tanner, your boyfriend... Um, mm -hmm. we're feeling, we're feeling ill at some point. I mean, it wasn't Corona style cause you're feeling much better now, but, um, oh, yeah. it was immediately like, we should not be hanging out, you know? Right. Uh, and, and it was like, weird. if one at any other time I would have been like, I'm fine. So I'll come over. He'll just stay home. But it was almost this like, well, I don't know that I'm fine anymore, you know? Yeah. And you don't know if you have a germ on you, a really right. bad germ. It's a whole um, different situation. So yeah, I just, uh. I feel like it's very weird that you're so close and yet so far away. And oh, yeah. I also, I also feel like it's weird that, you know, I think in our head we're all kind of like, okay, like in Minnesota, you know, there's like a two week shuddering of things, but um, mm -hmm. I think that's just the beginning. And I think we really don't know how long we're going to be living this like social distancing life. Um, and that's hard to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. And I was, um, saw this morning online that the governor was talking about how we're not at the point. What was the phrase he called it? Um, 
it was like secure, steady in place or secure in place or something, but it was basically California's doing it where everything is shut down except non-essential or like essential places. Shelter in place. Like, shelter in shelter place. In place. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Um, and he said, we're not there yet, but he could foresee us getting there in the near future. Which really which means like, lock probably it down, yeah. that it's going to happen. Which, I mean, listen, if you're listening to this, uh, you really should um, go to like official websites to get what these terms truly mean. Uh, we're just two people like talking about, you know, how we're experiencing the news as it comes. But if you are looking for like actual answers about like what's happening in Minnesota or what shelter in place means, but really we're just experiencing this. And it feels like we won't see each other for a long time. Right. Right. I saw that at like 2 p.m. today and I it was just wild to me that that was even it was a phrase I'd never even heard of before. No, nobody's ever heard of it. Yeah. It's, well, right. What's it uh, like for you over there in the apartments? Like, I mean, I don't know. You don't have a lot of relationships in your building anyway. Um, we don't really. It was kind of funny today. So. Um, with Tanner and I both being home as much as we have been, we've been trying to do some more training with Shadow, our dog. Um, and we've been taking him out. There's this like long rectangle patch of grass right outside our apartment. Um, and we've been taking him out and doing some off leash training with him. So we like let him run around and we play fetch with him and trying to do some training like that. Um, and today I had him outside and I was running around with him. And this little chihuahua, whose name is Herschel, who lives underneath us, was like barking at us through their open window. And I was like, hi, Herschel. (laughs) Um, And we haven't seen them in like days, which is so strange because usually we see one of the other dog parent groups um, in the apartment building. And we haven't. It's been really quiet, which is so strange here. Um, Mm -hmm. And the parking lot is always full of cars, which never happens during the day. And you can just kind of tell that everybody's just like holed up in their tiny yeah. little apartments. I can uh, hear uh, your cat's uh, name tag jingling on his collar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jingle, He's like, jingle. I hear you're doing something. Can I participate? That's cool. <laughs> um, are you happy? You know, like, okay, so you and Tanner both, um, you know, work outside of your apartment in mm-hmm. normal everyday life pre coronavirus and uh are, are, is it nice to be home this much with the animals or is it too much to be home this much with the animals i don't actually know it's a weird speaking of he just jumped on my laptop um it's a weird middle ground of like you can definitely tell that both quill and shadow quill being our cat um are both like really happy that we're home and you can tell because they're just like everything's happier shadow's happier because he gets to go outside more often and quill gets more cuddles um so you can tell they're both happier there's really no like i don't think it's the same as like with child raising where like you have to entertain them um and you have to like watch what they're doing and make sure they don't hurt themselves it's a little different with animals but like there's definitely this part of like this is really nice that I get to be home and cuddle with my cat and my dog all day. There's this well, like lovely um, cuddle bugness about it that I just adore. Oh, how lovely to be an animal person and then get to spend a lot of time <laughs> with your animals. Oh yeah. If I was uh, in an apartment with a cat and a dog for two weeks, I would probably lose my mind. <laughs> it's not for everyone, but. I have definitely, that's one of the like silver linings of this whole situation is that I can just cuddle him and pet him all the time and give them lots of T-R-E-A-T's, you know. (laughs) Oh, you're not going to say that loud? (laughs) Oh, no, I get lots of attention after that. I have the most food driven animals in the world. (laughs) Oh, and you know what? They're never going to learn how to spell. Oh, but they know the the intonation of the word, which is fantastic. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, I just like, you know, with, uh, with kids, you know, you can, you can T R E A T, um, as much as you want. And then eventually they know what that means. So, um, Oh, like we used to do, you guys used to do the S P O I L E D. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then one day uh, I figured out what it meant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, 
<laughs> yes, I wish there was a, a happier word that you had learned how to. Uh, oh no! Yeah, it was no. just a, a terribly accurate word at the time. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm so glad we spoiled you. <laughs> All of you did. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, okay, so um, the work thing is hard for everyone who's in service right now, and you definitely are. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about it? We don't have to talk about that also if you don't want to. No, it's okay. I think it's important. Um, it's definitely been really hard and really scary. I'm lucky enough that I've been able to like build a savings um, in my savings account so that I'm not without any money. Um, like I am not strictly living paycheck to paycheck. Like I was able to put some aside for times like this. So I'm not like in immediate panic. I know that if this becomes like a multiple month long thing, I'll definitely be in trouble. Um, but I know that there are a lot of agencies and a lot of companies out there that are working with everyone. Um, I got an email from my bank today that was like, if you need to skip a loan payment because of this time, that's totally fine on like cars and houses and stuff. Yeah. School. Yeah. And so like, I think loan companies and rental companies are definitely of the understanding that there are some people that aren't going to be able to pay their rent or their loans at this time. Um, Luckily I'm not one of those people yet, but if this doesn't turn around in a couple of months, I definitely will be one of those people, which is scary, you know? Yeah. But, um, well, at least uh, Tanner can work from home. and Yeah, that is um, one big blessing for sure. Yeah, that's huge. Our household has income at least. I am. Um, it's heartbreaking to me that you've you worked for so many years to work your way up uh, into a management position at a restaurant. And yeah, now that work is not there. Right. And it was so sudden. I think that was the other part of it that really I think blew most of us away was that um I remember I think it was like two days before they decided no it was even like the day before they decided that all restaurants had to close by Tuesday Mm -hmm. I was talking to my owner on Sunday about how the governor governor recommended that everyone shut down and we weren't going to shut down and I was like oh okay I'll still work at least another week or so and then the next day um everyone was required to shut down. So it was so fast. That's yeah. That's really tough. Yeah. Um, you are, um, getting into, you know, you're, you you're feeling young and healthy and you know that there are people in the neighborhood, uh, where you live in Minneapolis mm-hmm. that aren't, um, feeling, uh, like it's a, like it's riskier for them to go out and maybe do some grocery shopping or things like that. So, um, you had the idea um, with yes. mom to mm-hmm. kind of make some relationships in the neighborhood and see if anyone needs some help. How's that going? It's going pretty good. I actually got a phone call from Michelle today. We were brainstorming <sighs> some like flyer ideas. And oh that my kind gosh. Of stuff. I love Michelle. I know. I was like, Oh my gosh, you sweet angel. She just that like called so me. Awesome. It, was, like, it was so lovely. Um, she talked to like her um, building manager. And so her building manager is like, expecting an email from me um so it's just like this really lovely really mom gets all the credit for the idea um because it was her idea but she gave me the idea to like really kind of have a symbiotic relationship with my community and um provide for my community and let my community provide for me so it's this really lovely like trade-off of needing income and getting that income through my community who necessarily can't or feel um the need to stay home so well, yeah there's a lot of people who are in that risky range of 60 plus in the neighborhood where you live mm-hmm. and so um you going out and being able to do some shopping for them um is hopefully you know will hopefully work out on, on everyone's side and also be safe for you and it's um it's a way that we're trying to make things work yeah, you know, it's just one great and example I think this of trying is to like make it work. The ways in which you know we'll still patch ourselves together when this is all over is you know we all work together to make it happen. That's the thing. I've 
been getting a lot. And I saw a post on Instagram the other day that was Ashley Tisdale, who originally starred in High School Musical. They had a song mm-hmm. in there that was We're All in This Together. And it was she was dancing to it and like the original choreography. And it just like brought me back to when I was, I don't even know, like 10 when it was like, we're all in this together. I was like, yes, we are. It's happening. It was really lovely, but it's true. We are, we're all in this together. We're going to figure it out. And you're, uh, you're still going to school. You're finishing Mm -hmm. up the, the end of your college career right now, which is totally wacky. Um, how's that going? How, How are the classes and everything? It's kind of bonkers. It's this weird. So all of my classes moved to online instruction for the rest of the semester, um, which at first I was like, excuse me, what? Because I take things like racquetball and voice for the actor and intimacy direction. And so it's like all of these classes that you have to be in the space to really do. So we're moving all of those courses online. And it's been this really interesting, like, adaptation for both the professors and the students of like making voice for the actor happen where I do vocal practice on my own every day instead of in a group of 20 people and for racquetball I'm just basically watching videos online for the rest of the semester and taking like rules quizzes and that kind of stuff um it's been this really weird transition okay that's that's really that really sucks yeah (laughs) and it's well, it's it's a bummer because all of those classes are fun because all of your work is in class. Um, yeah. But everyone's making it work and it's not how I wanted to end the rest of my semester, but I'm glad there's no like pushing it back six months or just not doing any classes at all. I'm still getting some kind of instruction, which is really nice. Um, yeah. And actually, a really cool thing that's happening in my American Sign Language class is we meet on this application called Zoom every day. So we all, mm-hmm. or not every day, but twice a week at a set time. And we all um, like pull up our video cameras on this app and basically sign to each other online for two hours twice a week, oh, which has nice. been really cool. It's a really great way to keep that instruction going. Um, and I think we're doing something like that for our intimacy direction as well which will be really lovely. So some things are adjusting um, really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you're losing commencement. I know. They well, they commencement. haven't canceled it fully. Oh, they They're cancel. postponing it. Oh. No, I was going to text the family about that. They're not canceling oh. it entirely. They're postponing it. I don't know when it's going to be yet, obviously, but we will have a commencement at some point. Oh. So that's exciting. I can't wait to watch you walk across stage. <laughs> you're capping It's going to happen. It is going to oh, happen, yeah. and I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. Dang it. <laughs> um, okay, so um, that sounds like you have a lot to do, you know, in terms of school and then trying to um, figure out, you know, how to help the community and maybe um, get an income while you're, you know, not mm-hmm. working in the restaurant. So uh, do you have anything else that you're doing to, to kind of keep your spirits up? I'm doing a lot of reading which if you know me at all is like very me (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i it's funny i was just telling tanner about how i had had this dream of taking a vacation where i just like go to a bed and breakfast or something and read books all day and i was like "Mm, be careful what you wish for (laughs) a little bit yeah seriously um because now i'm at home where i get to read all day not all day because i am doing homework and other income stuff but being able to just like pull up a book and read has been really lovely. It's like a little silver lining is getting to dive into all the books I've been hoarding. <laughs> Do you have a uh, one that you really like right now or one that you finished recently that you really like? Um, I'm right in the middle of chain of gold, which is a new book. And I think my favorite authors series, it's part of a series called the shadow hunter chronicles. It's all fantasy and, um demons and shadow hunters and vampires and warlocks and all this just mumbo jumbo (laughs) but it's like i'm like attached to the characters so much already um and it exists in this like eight book world um no i think it's even more than that it's a ton of books but like um the parents of the characters in this book were the main characters of three other books in the series so it's like 
basically having this like friend reunion with characters I haven't read about in a really long time. So it's been really like warm and fuzzy and so you're just like totally escaping into fantasy world. A hundred percent every day. Congratulations. (laughs) I love that you're able to do that. That's wonderful. (laughs) Everyone should go escape into a fantasy world. Find it however you can. (laughs) Find it wherever. Doesn't matter. Do it. (laughs) It's definitely been keeping my spirits up a lot. Well, we are super missing you over here. Um, the kids are are missing you, and um, no. And hopefully, we'll Little figure. Out, you know, hopefully, it won't be that this way so long that we don't see you. You know, on some level, pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, but I'm I, determined. I, the family yeah. is going to play pirate dice at some point. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of games you can play over video conference, and our family will it's be true. playing them. <laughs> we're gonna do it we're gonna do it um well <laughs> thank you for this phone call i always need of to hear course. from you of course we were like talking or texting multiple times a day so mm-hmm. let's keep it up um and uh before we get off the phone i want to ask if you have any words of encouragement for people out there who might be listening um i would say that in this time, really find things that make you happy, like find little things that you can do that are just for you, whether it be reading a book or doing a paint by numbers or crocheting or doing a puzzle, like find something small that you can do that's just for you. Um, Because I think those little things of self-fulfillment are really what's going to get us through I think the fear and the concern that we have right now. Um, So it's just like the little things that we can do every day that help us be ourselves still, I think is really important. I love it. Yeah. Thanks. Well, um, I love you very much and uh, I'm sure that you'll be hearing from me again today. And uh, I'm just so grateful to hear your voice. I love you. I miss you. I love you. I miss you. In the second part of this episode, we're talking to Katie. Katie grew up in West Texas. We met in college, and after Katie graduated, she found her way to Boston. Katie is a prolific writer and tea drinker, and when we talked on March 31st, her home, her boyfriend, and her familiar running trails were giving her a lot of comfort during these crazy days. Hello. Hello. Um, It is good to hear your voice. It is. It is. It's good to hear yours, too. It's been a long time, although I've been listening to some of the other episodes. So I have been hearing your voice, but not talking to you. Well, um, now we are. Now we're talking. Um, Thanks for um, being cool about me being late to the game here. I it is um, not easy to do all this working with kids around. That's what I'm hearing from my friends who have kids and my sister as well, who has two boys and she's trying to homeschool them as are lots of people with school age kids. And then, you know, folks with, with younger kids are just trying to do all the caregiving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's totally worth all whatever effort and weirdness it has made in my life. Yeah. I love spending this time with them and I'm, I'm going to stick with that. (laughs) You know, I do get really frustrated. It's also a lot for everyone yeah it is everything is a lot right now for everyone so um okay so we're talking about you know in all these episodes about how people are kind of affected by what's happening in the world right now and i am totally curious especially since we haven't talked in a long time what is life like right now for you it is very different than usual i think as you know it is for a lot of people um So my life has changed a lot in the last couple of years. We haven't talked a lot in a long time, but I, um, I live in Boston. I've lived here for almost 10 years and that's a big change from West Texas where I grew Mm -hmm. up and where we met, of course. Yeah. Um, and last summer I split up from my husband of 11 years and moved out on my own for the first time since I was in my early twenties. So I'm living in a studio apartment trying to navigate this whole crazy global crisis. Um, wow. And so I, I, I love my alone time, but I'm having a lot more of it than usual right now. 
I have kind of I've thought a lot. Yeah, I, I've thought a lot about people living in, you know, smaller quarters in big cities. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming your studio isn't a huge, you know, one full level of a building or anything. I'm imagining it's, you know, kind of a standard studio apartment. Does that? Yeah, it is. It is really very lovely. I should say I feel very lucky and privileged also that I am I'm right by the water in East Boston. Oh, that's nice. Um, so I have harbor views out my window and there are a couple of parks nearby and we have some green space and the harbor walk nearby. And another thing that has changed in my life in the last couple of years is that I've started running. So I go running out there a lot. Um, all the time, but especially right now when I'm in the apartment for most of the day, I'm really very thankful for the chance to get out and run and walk in my neighborhood where there's still a lot of open space, even though we're in the middle of the city. Um, I'm in a part where there's a lot of public accessible space and my apartment is, is really lovely. I do have, um, we're in like a series of brownstones and it is actually one full level of one of those brownstones. It's not like gigantic, like the New York apartments you see on TV, but it is very spacious. I do love it. Oh, good. Uh, I'll send you pictures sometimes. I really, sometimes I really enjoy it. Um, so I have, I mean, I do just feel really lucky and grateful that I landed here. Um, when my life was changing so drastically and especially since I'm spending like all my time here right now. (laughs) Yeah. Very grateful for that. I think of you as a person, and this is mostly because I follow you online and have read your blog and have, you know, followed various platforms, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all that. Mm. I think of you as a person who is a homemaker kind of person in terms of like you decorate and you, mm. uh, you're baking. And I always think, I mean, I'm a tea drinker now and I know you're a tea drinker. Oh yes, definitely. And so I am, I just imagine your spaces always as these like very comforting homes um, is that studio apartment? Am I, am I fantasizing about your life too much or does it feel <laughs> like, have you been able to, you know, does it feel like a, a home to settle into right now? It really does. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, last summer when I moved in, I had, um, my mom and sister came up to help me decorate the place, which was so lovely. And my yeah. sister, assembled furniture and insisted on color coding my books. So I have a whole wall of color coded bookshelves, which is fantastic. (laughs) And um, lots and lots of tea, so much tea. And, you know, fresh flowers and that kind of thing. So I really I do love this space. And it feels very cozy right now. And I am doing a lot of baking. I think a lot of people are doing stress baking at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's just cooking. I think I posted on Instagram last week about like I'm chopping all the veggies for ratatouille because it's helping me deal with my feelings. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, was, I'm home and also the eating on... is helping me deal with the feelings. Yes, yes, we're eating our feelings, but first, like we're baking them yeah. and we're cooking. We're baking them. our feelings. We're yes. eating our feelings. Yes, it's this we're baking our feelings again. It's cycle. a cycle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, Charlie, uh, Charlie, and I. Well, Charlie made a, a beautiful uh, cake, a two-layer cake. Uh, mm. You know, quote air quotes here for my daughter, and uh, right, right, <laughs> then right, we right. Proceeded to eat it in about three days. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there was a lot of cake happening all at once, uh, and it feels like that's the time. Yes, I have a friend who calls it distracted baking. That's her name for what she's doing. She's stuck yeah. at home with two kids in Arizona and she's very social and extroverted and she's kind of going insane. Like the rest of us, you know, yeah. we all sort of take turns going insane, yeah. I think. Yeah, hopefully we're not all going the same at the same time. I know, hopefully not. As, I think so yeah. far, you know, my colleagues and my friends and I, like we sort of take turns. And so whenever someone is just really frustrated and sad or having internet issues or whatever it is like there's somebody else to help them out awesome Um, okay so uh can i ask you about your running yes i i have uh you know i i think that i am among the I, i would say the more paranoid of people right now i tend to get a little bit more paranoid which i don't know why exactly but i am i'm like seriously avoiding people Okay. And I think it's because of the kids, honestly, uh, my anxiety about taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're running, I, but when I've been wondering this, like runners, you know, especially in urban places, like you're going out running down the sidewalk and there's generally a running etiquette, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like kind of getting out of the way or, you know, yes. who has the right of way when you're, you know, zooming down a walk path or whatever. Um, how has running changed for you in the last, I don't know, couple weeks? You know, that's one of the things that hasn't changed a whole lot because um, I live in a mostly residential neighborhood. Like I said, we're right by the airport, but my little patch of it is all houses. And then there's a, a little square down the hill with some businesses. And that's where the subway station is. And um, when I run through my neighborhood, if I'm coming up on someone who's a pedestrian or walking their dog, I will yeah. usually skirt around them anyway, because I don't think it's cool to like bear down on somebody and expect them to get out of your way. I think yeah. I think that's rude. So, yeah. you know, and if I am the pedestrian and a runner is coming toward me, I'll usually make room. So that that is continuing. I do think people are giving each other a little bit of a wider berth at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea of how, how big six feet is? A vague idea. I think yeah, like most right. That. that feels like, I'm like, I don't know. Is this six feet? I hope so. <laughs> I know. I was at the park the other day with some friends who um, were there playing kickball. They're a family of four. They had come down to sort of get a change of scene and see the water. My friend Lauren texted and said, hey, we're at the park. You want to come like sit six feet away, you know? And so we played kickball for a while, which of course everybody is like farther than six feet away when you're playing mm-hmm. kickball. But then we sat down on the grass and we were sort of going, okay, is it, is it, is this six feet? Are we good? Are you good? Like we're over there, you know? Yeah. And like, she's not distancing herself from her kids or her husband, right. Who were with us, but I was a little bit away from all of them. It was funny, but it was also really nice to be together in person rather than FaceTime or yeah. Marco Polo or any of these other things we're using. Um, I'm super grateful for the technology, but I also miss just hanging out in folks' living rooms because we can't really do that right now. Have you been, have you done more of that? Like kind of going, doing the six foot hangout in person with other people or is that the, or is the kickball the first and only? That was the first one that was, um, at the park, I guess, or like at a certain location, I have, I have some friends who live down the street here and I have like happened by their house several times when they've been out in their yard. So I'll stand on the sidewalk and they're in the yard or on their porch and we chat. Um, so we, we do that a lot anyway, but normally I would go inside. And of course at the moment I don't do that. So we just like stand out there and I'm, I'm standing, you know, six or eight feet away. So that has happened a bunch, but that's always like very, uh, casual and it just happens when I'm there and they're out. It happened today. I was passing by on my way home and from being out for a walk and they were out in the yard playing Frisbee. So stopped to chat for a minute. Yeah. I get, um, I, I do get anxious about the park. I like going to the park. I've been going to the park, you know, get outside. The weather's been really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want our two year old to like run. Um, yes. and that feels really good, but I do, I do get par- I get paranoid around people. And, uh, you know, like six feet away. and It's a little bit um, funny, you know, like on the pass with the runners, I think um, people figure you're moving fast enough that, you know, runners are trying to give each other some space, but yeah. I don't think anybody is super worried about it. The paths around here, the Greenway and the Harbor Walk are all wide enough that you're not physically brushing against folks. It's not like a crowded yeah. environment. And so um, I have seen more people out there when it's sunny than I sometimes do, I think, because most folks are cooped up at home. But also, I mean, we're getting into spring, which I know you are too in the Twin Cities. And we we both now know what this is like, like after a northern winter, you get these lovely sunny days and like the quality of the light changes and everybody wants to be outside. Everybody. And at the moment, it's heightened because so many folks are cooped up at home, especially folks with kids who have all this energy and are not (laughs) getting to go play at recess or run around on the playground. The playgrounds are closed here. The parks are open for walking and, you know, you can play catch or whatever, but you can't swing on the swings or um, play on the equipment. So people are kind of making use of that, you know, and people have been talking about like bike rides because those are sort of, you're kind of six feet away anyway, so that you don't run into each other. Um, So, you know, I think people are really trying to preserve the kind of connection without, um, doing anything dangerous, but man, I'm really feeling the whole notion that we all need human connection so much. Yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's hard. 
um, because human connection is how the virus spreads. <laughs> I know. I mean, so, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? It's true. So it's this very counterintuitive, weird yeah. way to be a good person and love your neighbors is to stay away from them. Yeah. Right what a weird time. I mean, it's just yeah. full of all these paradoxes. I'm having a really hard time like wrapping my brain around that. And um, I am thankful to, I have one person I can still hang out with my boyfriend who um, doesn't live with me or in the neighborhood, but lives nearby and he works at Trader Joe's. So he still has to keep going to work. Oh, wow. Um, but we are seeing each other still and like hanging out as long as we're both healthy. We are, we're sort of like, okay, we, we need a person, right. And we yeah. are each other's yeah. person. Um, to have to get to hug and hang out with and like not worry about staying six feet away from. But it's it's very strange to try and like weigh all the different aspects of all of this because like, you know, people need fresh air. So you go out and go for a walk, but are you putting yourself at risk or people got to eat? So you have to go to the grocery store or at least order groceries, right? Like somehow you have to procure food, um, yeah. but there are risks involved i suppose and it's yeah it's such a weird time it's so profoundly surreal and i i, I think that is what's comforting about having a home you know if you're if you're one of the people who has one mm -hmm. is that you, right now when you go home the amount of calculations you have to do drops significantly <laughs> yes because you're like you okay know. this is my space and i have arranged it how i want yeah. it and I have cleaned it how I feel is necessary, you know, which is always true, but perhaps especially now. Yeah. May we, may we all have more sympathy for agoraphobes from now on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. One of my friends was wondering aloud the other day, if we were all going to be slightly agoraphobic after this, I said, well, yes. either that's going to happen or we're never going to want to stay home again. Like yeah, I do think it's be that, one or the like, other. <laughs> I do think the, the mental health, um, you know, of people right now, like, I, I think that's, it's a major thing to be thinking about mm -hmm. um, how, you know, how we can take care of each other and what, how do you meet your needs at this time in terms of mental health? I think that's very, very important. Yeah. For people to be thinking about for me, it's been just really huge to be checking in on my people and have them checking in on me. That's a huge factor at the moment for my own mental health. And I think theirs too, to yeah. just make sure that you stay connected. You know, I've been FaceTiming my sister. She's in Texas and talking to my parents and texting friends. And I do that anyway, but there's a real sense of people kind of taking some extra care, at least in my circles right now to make yeah. sure that everyone is, you know, feeling connected, even if we are not able to be physically together. Yeah. And I love uh, your, that you're going out and running and I, and I, and I'll bet you that it, it means more to you than you even know because you're already doing it before all this started. I'm like mm -hmm. thinking about it now and I'm like, Oh, maybe I should be running because it's probably better for you than you might even think mm. just because the, I, what it, I mean, I, I was going to the gym before this and I have obviously not been to the gym in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can feel it, you know, in my body. And I wish I had a yeah. different routine right now to fall back on. Right. I haven't been to my yoga studio in a couple of weeks. It's down the street, but of course they've closed and they've offered a few classes online, but yeah, like it's a, you know, you've had to like switch that whole routine. Whereas running was something I was already doing regularly by myself, you know, it feels pretty similar. Um, and I mean, there are still moments I'm out there running and kind of wonder about it, but I'm mostly able to just be out there and enjoy fresh air. And, yeah. and it, yeah, it feels good to move and get outside and not look at a screen. I've been having so many zoom calls and meetings for work and they are, it's fun to see people's faces, but it's kind of an intense form of, um, yeah being on, on screen or online. And so I find it kind of draining. Like I get off a zoom call and go, Oh wow. Like that, that took more out of me than I thought it would. Um, even if it's not an emotionally intense conversation. And so then it's nice to step fully away from the screen. 
Um, do you have any advice uh, as a person who is not a runner and then became a runner? Do you have any advice for people who are thinking, ah, now might be the time for me to go running? <laughs> yeah, let me see. Um, it's funny. I kind of became a runner not expecting to become one myself a couple of years ago. I had moved into an apartment in um, a different neighborhood than I live in now, but we were right by a trail that ran along the river in mm -hmm. Dorchester, which is on the southern edge of Boston. And I would walk out there a lot. And I really enjoyed it, you know, the birds and the water and the trees, and you're still in the city, but it feels like a little bit of an escape. And mm -hmm. it got too cold to be out there when I was walking and I thought I'm going to have to be moving faster if I'm going to be able to enjoy this, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to be able to enjoy this setting, yeah. I'm either going to have to bundle up a lot more or I'm going to have to move faster. And, um, so I already had a place I really liked it for me. It has been important to find places I enjoy being in. And that's where I run. I've been lucky with my last two apartments, my last two neighborhoods that like they have outdoor space and running trails. And I have kind of found a, a regular route that works for me. I know for some folks like getting on a treadmill and they watch a show and they do a podcast or like in that, and that very like indoor repetitive motion works for them. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's really tied to being outside and, um, getting to enjoy the same, like the same regular route through my neighborhood that I, I really enjoy that. Nice. Um, and I also like I didn't I didn't have to start a program or buy fancy gear or suddenly become a different person in order to start running. You know, I think I always thought I would have to do some of those things like you hear about the yeah. catch to 5k programs and stuff. And I think those can be very effective, but you don't have to do it that way. I didn't do it that way. I just like. I just had been walking a lot and then decided to try running. And I was like, if I hate this, I don't have to do it, you know, but <laughs> the bar was real exactly. low. Yeah. Right. Like, the bar was real low. I was like, if this is horrible, <laughs> then I don't have to do it. I can keep walking and keep doing nice. my yoga and like, you know, I, I won't, it'll be fine. But I really surprised myself at how much I enjoyed it. And I didn't, I still really don't like track my runs or, try to time myself or, um, I know a lot of people get a real kick out of that and counting their steps and doing all of that, but I didn't want to put that kind of pressure on it for myself. Yeah. Um, I have now done a few five Ks mostly for fun and I like the community aspect too. I don't think those will be happening for a while, but the last couple of yeah. years I've done a few five Ks, including a couple of costume ones, which is so fun. And, um, I did a 10 K last summer, mostly to see if I could do it. You know, I was like, yeah. I could finish dead last and be so happy that I just finished the race through downtown Boston on a beautiful day. Um, so that I've, is lovely. I've kind of been able to like let go of most of the performance anxiety about it. And I'm also just like aware that this is just something good for me to do for my health. And, you know, I'm in my mid 30s. I started running in my mid 30s. It's not something I've always done. But if I take care of my body, then it's something I could potentially do for a long time, which is so great. Well, I think there are a lot of people at home who, you know, if, if the weather is nice and you have a decent pair of shoes, this might be the time. I think it is a good time to get out and try that. And maybe you start yeah. with a walk and see where yeah. it goes. Um, and then if you see a big crowd of people who are all coming towards you on the sidewalk, you are already running and you can just turn around <laughs> yes. and run the other way. <laughs> or be around them and keep going. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Running is a good pace for now for the, for this, for this era we're living in, I think. For this era we're living in where you're like, I just need to do my thing and keep moving. Yeah. And it's yeah. fine. I know. It's a good speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay. So, um, I do, um, want to ask, cause I ask on every, um, interview if you have any encouragement for people out there who just might need a little word a little push um from someone who might have something nice to say i appreciate that i like that you're doing this um i think the two things that are really helping me are part of what we've already been talking about which is getting outside yeah and i would encourage folks to get out if they possibly can even just for a few minutes even if you are not a runner or an athlete or you don't think of yourself that way like getting out for a walk even just through the neighborhood 
is really helpful, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is community, even though it is mostly virtual or distance, you know, long distance at the moment. Um, that's really helping me to be able to share this with people because it is very unusual in that we are literally all experiencing this at the same time yeah. in similar, if slightly different ways. And I think it is super important to keep checking on your people and hopefully have them keep checking on you too. Yeah. Yeah. This is that time. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for, for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. This was so fun. In the last part of this episode, we're talking to Kedrin. Online, Kedrin goes by the cheeky moniker Bookish Hooker, where she shares two great loves, books and needlework. She's crocheting up a storm during the pandemic, and as of right now, she's raised hundreds of dollars for a local food pantry organization on her Instagram. So please check that out. There's a link in the show notes for you. Kedrin and I talked on March 20th. At that point, we didn't know what was coming for Minnesota but it had already become clear we were going to be spending a ton of time inside. Hello. Hi. Hi. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm uh, just hanging out by myself in my house, as everyone is. As everyone is. Well, not everyone's alone, but... <laughs> yeah, this is like the biggest staycation of all time. Yeah, it's very strange. I I go back and forth between laughing because my friends are funny and it's, you know, they're doing all these things to keep us all sane and then mm. having weird panic moments. <laughs> I'm sure which oh. is like very typical of everyone right now. Yeah. Mine look like uh pausing to just like have a a little cry in the kitchen usually is actually what I do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, the kids are in the other room, you know, for me right now. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, they'll be like hanging out and I'm just like, OK, I need to have a minute, um, which is hard to have when you have kids running around. Yeah, so I I um, don't envy that. I was just saying that I while I love children, I am kind of happy right now. I don't have anyone else that I'm needing to take care of because there are moments where I'm like, oh, I'm having a rough time taking care of myself. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, but for the most part, it's been. that. No, for the most part, you know, it's been pretty good. I'm pretty fortunate that I have a job that is allowing me to work from home. Um, oh, awesome. A awesome. lot of my friends don't have jobs anymore or are getting cut way back. And I think I've been more anxious for them because I felt pretty stable with my stuff. But, you know, you want yeah. your friends to be okay. And then you can't even go hang out with yeah. them to make things better. And it's been strange. Yeah, it is very hard for a lot of people right now. Um, and, and we don't, like, it's happened so fast, we don't even know how many people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You think about all the service industry people and just, like, people who interact with, with other, like, you know, with the public every day as part of their job. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, my boyfriend really is, crazy a, to think about. my boyfriend's a mechanic at Delta. So he is wow. getting hit pretty hard right now. We're yeah. kind of dealing with that as it goes, but we'll sort it out. So how are you just like getting through the day? Um, You know, it's kind of strange right now because it feels like even though we're obviously very separated, I feel almost closer than normal with everyone. Um, mm. My friends and I have been making a lot of plans on Marco Polo and Zoom and things like that to play games or watch movies together, things like that. Um, A lot of my friends have just been sending little messages here and there throughout the day, which is great uh, because I'm working from home right now. My boyfriend's actually working in Tucson grounding planes currently. What? Yeah, it's crazy. He's down there prepping planes to be able to like sit in the desert (laughs) for months. Wait, okay, wait. So can I ask, is he, is he from Arizona? No, he's from Puerto Rico. Uh, but he lives okay. here, um, but he just... In Minnesota. Yep. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm in Richfield. Um, mm-hmm. 
But they, when all this stuff started happening, they realized they were going to have to ground a bunch of planes and they sent him down there to do that. So he's doing all this weird oh. stuff of like um, emptying certain like liquids and things from the plane and um, stealing you tell up we're windows. Both mechanics. Yes, I'm very <laughs> like, mechanical. <laughs> yeah, the liquids and the plane and the ceiling and the ge- gears and the yeah. But I I I, I think I can understand. Yeah, what it's you mean. pretty crazy work. He's been sending me a lot of pictures that seem insane to me and just how many planes that they're leaving on the ground. So, um, so yeah, he's gone right now. So he's kind of the only person I would probably have contact with. And we're hoping he gets back on am- Tuesday, but they're it's just changing all the time. I'm so sorry to hear that you're separated from him because I know that must be really hard. And it's, I think I'm emotional all the time, which is why I'm getting emotional right now. But I'm like, that that's tough. That is really hard. And I'm sorry that's that's going on. Yeah, it's obviously my preference would be for him to be here, but it's going to be an interesting couple of months with his work to see if he gets contracts yeah. elsewhere, what's going on. But whatever we're, we're figuring it out well at least you have facetime at yeah. least he can send you photos you know you have all these ways of staying in contact with him and then he'll be back you know yeah. tuesday or thursday or sometime however it goes who knows sometime <laughs> um and thank god for all these ways to video chat my gosh oh yeah the technology is great right now i can't imagine if this would have happened 20 years ago you know what we would do but oh, yeah so, okay, so you're um hanging out, you're you're at home, you've got your groceries, you're just like chilling. So, um what is your favorite way to pass the non-working time? Typically, I read a lot and Okay. craft. What's what do you like to read? Everything. Uh I'm a big fan of all genres. Um a lot of really quirky non-fictions. I'm trying okay. to like curate a good list right now of like quarantine books of some that are about super flus and the end of the world to really lean into it. And some are, <laughs> are fluffy, fun books. Um, Do you think there are a lot of people who, who need to lean into uh, to pandemic fiction right now? Maybe. I think, you know, maybe. it depends on what you read. I think, I think maybe. maybe it's yeah. what you read is like going to make you feel better because it's worse than what we're dealing with. Okay, now. okay. So maybe that's my theory. And then, that it's, and then you have the fluffy, uh, fluffy fun stuff. Yeah, a couple uh, non-fictions. And then um, my niece is 14 and she's a huge reader. And when she got older, we started doing kind of a little auntie niece book club with some young adult Aww, books. Cute. Yeah, which is super fun. And um, we started a series called The Book Scavengers. And it's just a really fun book about books kind of these kids like run through san francisco trying to find books at this willy wonka of publishing hides and it's a very oh my gosh i love that yeah cool series but i have the second book at home right now i will like reading that yeah it's pretty fun and there's all these like codes and secret things in it and it's very fun so that's anyone who's listening who has uh who has young kids at home who need to have some escape fiction it was called the book book catcher uh, book scavenger is the first book scavenger and it's by okay uh jennifer bertman okay love it so there's that's a series okay, so what so what kind of book it, so uh, this is the person i am right now <laughs> i um i can't do the dark stuff sure so i have you know parable of the sower on my <laughs> bookshelf it was like in the queue that is now moved to the back of the queue it's not happening soon what kind of books should would you recommend? Like, can you give me a recommendation for a book that would be a little bit lighter? I think, you know, some really fun books. Again, they're like a younger age, but I have a, the whole Roald Dahl collection. Oh, yeah. So, like Matilda oh, and totally James and the right. Giant Peach. Uh-huh. Um, I love Fantastic, Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox. Yeah. Uh huh. That's one of my favorites. Um, okay, that's a great place to go to right now. Charlotte's Web. That. You know, talking about friendship oh. and things like that. That's one of my favorites. Oh. Um, I'm just naming off a lot of kids' books, I realize now. Well, probably I, because we I do need, read adult like, books, too. <laughs> but I, I think nostalgia is 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 probably a good thing right now. Yeah, and I you think... You know, to just, like, settle into at night. Yeah, and all those books are fairly short, so it's nothing that you're really, like, 
digging into, which I'm kind of going back and forth to like, do I want a couple big brick books to really sink my teeth into? Or do I want to just read a bunch of kind of fluffy stuff? And I'm not quite sure yet on only day four of this, (laughs) how I'm feeling. Um, I think it, well, I think one of the things is that you need entertainment that balances you at the end of the day, mm -hmm. because these days can be really challenging for a lot of people. So, you know, I don't, when I get to like nighttime reading, I don't want to read something that's super challenging because my day has already been so challenging. And so I'm, I'm actually reading, um, the book of dust by Philip Pullman. Oh yeah. I just gave that to my niece for Christmas. And, uh, you know, I've read the, his dark materials trilogy. I don't know, a million times. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, it's definitely the, the collection of books that I've read the most in my life. Um, and I, I am reading Book of Dust for the first time. It's for people who are curious about Philip Pullman. He has the His Dark Materials trilogy. And then he's written um, more books with that same kind of fantastical world uh, in recent history. And we have both the two that have recently come out in the last couple of years at our house. And Charlie's reading the second of those two. Right. And I'm reading the first. Yeah, yeah. I also have the... I guess kind of positive side about right now is the library is uh, waiving all <laughs> late fees and I had a bunch oh, of books checked out. <laughs> so I have them all just waiting. Um, oh, I actually, you like just answered a huge question of mine because we have a huge pile of kids books oh, yeah. for Phoebe. Um, and I was them. like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to get out. I don't want to nope. get out of the house. So nope, they waived it all until they open up again. Um, so it's kind of a bummer though, because I have all these books that, I was supposed to go to Japan in April and oh. that clearly got canceled. Uh, yeah. But I, when I travel to places, I like to read books that are set there or by authors from that place. And so I had just been gathering a lot of Japanese authors. And I, so every time I look at my bookshelf of library stuff, I see all these Japanese books. I'm like, Oh, I was supposed like, to be oh. going and seeing my friends. And now you will just have to go in your mind. I will. Will, Which is the yeah. whole point of books. Yep. <laughs> so it'll be good. I'll just be even more prepared to go to Japan after reading all these books. And then you're going to have all these. You know, so one of the things that I was thinking about doing is say, I'm like, okay, I'm going to read more books, which it, honestly I'm having a struggle finding the time right now with the kids at home. But um, I have this fantasy that I'm reading a lot more books right now. And if I finish a book, you know, I thought, okay, what could I do? I could go, I could put it in a box and you know the virus lives for three days Mm -hmm. right so i can just go to like a a corner and be like leave this alone (laughs) i'll put a note on it leave this alone for three days um and put with a date and then i'll tell my friend where it is and she can come pick it up three days later off the corner this is how i'm going to trade books in our coronavirus you should read book scavenger because that's kind of in a vein what they do they hide these books around the city and give people clues as to where to find them it's very cool. Okay, this is a great game. Yes. Maybe maybe this is a good game for now yeah. to play in real life. Yep. Okay. You heard <laughs> it here first, people. Copyright it, patent it, we're playing this game. Book Scavenger Minnesota 2020. That's right. 2020. <laughs> maybe 2021. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> when we who knows when we're really going to get out of our houses cuz True. We've all turned into uh, you know, hypochondriac. What's the word for people who stay inside all the time? Uh, hermits hermits it's another one but it's it's gone out of my brain um, anyway it's fine we're yeah. all at home we're being hermits okay so as a hermit <laughs> agoraph that's it that's the one <laughs> hypochondriac agoraphobes that's what we all are now welcome to the new world okay so <laughs> um so okay the other i know i know you so i know yeah. the other thing that you like to do is crafting I so do. what are you making i am crocheting so many hats right now i think i've just finished oh. my sixth hat already just cranking okay, so are they all for you no nope. um i'm gonna before this all started uh i had really grand plans of starting up an etsy shop again and oh. selling some stuff uh Love it. So now I'm, you know, I'm just going to wait till I can actually ship things to people. Um, yeah. So I'm so just going to, you're like stockpiling. Yeah. Just getting an inventory made. 
Okay, so <laughs> do you is knitting your number one craft? Do you like other crafts? Are you uh, thinking about any other crafts? Crocheting is the main crafts? thing I do. I have. Um, I don't do a whole lot else right now with crafting. I used to do some painting and like. Do you have enough craft. yarn? Oh yes, I do. Okay. Um, I heard. So this is a good time to go through the yarn stash. <laughs> it is. One of my friends had posted something of a good way to cope during this time is, you know, to be positive looking around your house at the things you have and kind of put it in perspective of, um, well, I'll be okay. Cause I have a bookstore. <laughs> I have a yarn mm-hmm. store. I have a music shop. I have a piano and a clarinet and a ukulele here. So I can make music and I have all these things available to me here rather than thinking about oh. all the things I can't do right now. So. I'm such a, I'm like my mind, this is maybe taking your very positive, you know, that was very positive <laughs> and very lovely. And then immediately I was like, it's kind of like being on a deserted island and yeah. this is what you have. It is. Yeah. Less, less positive <laughs> way right. to take it down, bro. Jeez. No. <laughs> no, but like, no, I, I think that it is like, okay, you, you've kind of crashed into this moment but take stock of what you have around you. Um, and, you know, like one of the things that I find myself doing, so we have, um, uh, you know, we have the kids at home and we have a two-year-old daughter and and uh, she's used to being at daycare where she has lots of different uh, activities that she can do. And, and immediately when it was clear that we were going to be home for a while, I started saving more of the food containers that would empty out, you mm-hmm. know, and boxes and things and and already starting to think okay well like there's going to be like i'm going to start storing more stuff for her and and making more games out of boxes and decor you know making houses and all this stuff which i wasn't going to do before but now it's like okay we're going to be here a while let's get crafty with what's around yeah i i um Definitely have enough yarn to get me by. I do have some stuff to do some embroidery, so I might pick up some embroidery again. Got some plastic canvas stuff that I can do some kind of weaving cross-stitchy things on plastic canvas. Love that. Love that. You're just going to do all, you're just going to do all of the uh, textile art. Yeah. Kedrin and the textile artist. (laughs) So, okay. So if people are interested in uh, seeing what you make, do you post it anywhere? I do. Put stuff up. Um, I have a a combo book and crochet Instagram that is bookish underscore hooker. Uh, Excellent. Thank you. (laughs) Love it. Uh, And eventually that will, there will also be an Etsy shop associated with that, but people can find me there to see book recommendations and things I'm listening to and things I'm making. Do you do uh, a lot of, I mean, obviously you have books around your house. Are you a, a, a an audiobook listener or a e-reader kind of person? Uh, typically because my job is, you know, working in a cube, I typically listen to a lot of audiobooks at work. Um, I actually started this last year because I'm a big data nerd. Also, I made a huge spreadsheet of all the books I've ever read with, all kinds of data, wow. like male or females and an author of color, where are they from to kind of track that data and see like where, Oh my God. You know, am I reading a, um, way more men than women? The answer is yes. Um, I need to work on that. Uh, but, and I've started tracking also like, is it, was it an audiobook or a Kindle or whatever? So it's typically more books from what I've seen on my spreadsheet. Like paper. Yep. Paper books. D- uh-huh. Um, but Kindle's definitely going up there because you know when I travel and things, it's nice to yep. obviously just put all that on there. And it's, I also really like at night being able to read with no lights on, just my Kindle. And then when it's time to go to sleep, I just put it down and I'm done. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so um, this is something really cool. Would you be willing to share this spreadsheet that you like the template of the spreadsheet that you made? Yeah. Yep. I've actually shared it with like, I can see, I, I think uh, uh, us book nerds out here in the world might actually like to do, that's an activity that would be kind of fun to do is actually like either look back at all the books you've read or just like start logging them now. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I, maybe, uh, 
Maybe we can figure out a way to share that with people. Yeah, I will, we can make I will a link. It's a this. Google Doc that I have, so we can probably link it to yeah. a shareable Google Doc. Yes, yes. I really great. like this. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, that's awesome. It sounds like you have a good plan for getting your way through the next few weeks, and hopefully it's not so much longer than that, but however long it is, it sounds like you've got a plan. I think I do. I'll hopefully stay sane here. <laughs> And I um, am just sending like so much love and good vibes to your boyfriend and I uh, and his travel home and all of that coming up because um, I'm I, I know that's uh, you are among many people who are, are on pins and needles about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So lots of lots of love for that. Thank you. Well, uh, thanks for coming on to talk about books and crafting and, and how you're getting me. through all of this craziness. I love this podcast um, already. It's been great listening to it. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks. And uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thanks for listening. And thank you to Kedron, Katie, and Macy for coming on the podcast and for connecting with all of us. You can help Kedron raise money right now for the food group MN. Just go to her Instagram. It's bookishhooker at B-O-O-K-I-S-H underscore H-O-O-K-E-R. For every $100 she raises, 200 meals can go to families in need, and she's already raised over $250. Plus, her workplace is matching 100% of your donations. And you could win the most amazing handwork blanket. I love this so much, Kedrin, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. If you think someone you know might feel comforted by hearing the voices of everyday people as they share how they're getting through these tough days, please send this podcast to them. And if you, dear listener, want to be a part of this podcast, find me on Instagram at H-E-Y-B-R-E-N-T-L-O-V-E, and you could definitely be a guest on the podcast. I can't wait to talk with you. Here's a bunch of love to everyone out there. We'll get through this together.